0: Hey everybody this is the legal disclaimer where we tell you that the views thoughts and opinions shared on this podcast belong solely to jj the person talking alone to you right now and not necessarily brady or brady's affiliates please know this podcast contains discussions of violence that some people may find disturbing it's okay i find it disturbing too to Red, Blue and Brady. I'm back again, another week, ready to tell you all about gun violence and gun violence prevention news. This week, we mourn the loss of more victims of gun violence, applaud the efforts of some brave retirees, and ask, when will enough be enough? This week, we honored the annual Transgender Day of Remembrance, a day to memorialize those who have been murdered as a result of transphobia and anti-transgender violence. It is a day to remember those in the trans community who have lost their lives to violence, including many who have been taken by gun violence. Originally created in 1999 by Gwendolyn Ann Smith, a transgender woman, to memorialize the murder of transgender woman Rita Hester, it has since slowly evolved into an international day of remembrance. At least 22 transgender people have been already killed this year, most of whom were young black women killed with guns. In particular, data shows that nearly three-fourths of transgender and gender nonconforming Americans killed in the last three years were killed with a firearm. We also mark the death of Kimberly Gervais. Survivors, activists, family, and friends mourned the passing of Kimberly Gervais, 57, of Mira Loma, California this week. Kimberly, a mother of two daughters was one of the more than 500 people injured during the Las Vegas Route 91 Harvest Music Festival shooting on October 1st, 2017. 58 people were killed in the attack, making it the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. Gervais' death could potentially be ruled the 59th fatality. During the Las Vegas shooting, Gervais suffered a spinal injury and recently had been recovering at a nursing facility in Redlands, California, when she was brought to a local hospital and died Friday. She'll never leave my heart ever, remarked her sister, Dina Sarvela. Kimberly's passing demonstrates that the effects of gun violence are long-lasting, both medically and emotionally. Remember, Jim Brady had his own death ruled a homicide when he died 33 years after being disabled from a gunshot wound during the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan in 1981. We also lost a young child this week. 10-year-old Macaw Tennant died from gunshot injuries he suffered at a New Jersey high school football game last week where a 27-year-old man and a 15-year-old boy were also injured. Video from CNN affiliate WPVI showed football players and attendees scrambling after the shots were fired last Friday. People were seen hopping fences, diving under bleachers, and lying down on the field as the chaos unfolded. I've said these numbers many times, but I'm going to say them again. We lose a hundred people a day to gun violence. For so many, we don't know their names, their story, the potential they leave behind, their families, their friends. I keep thinking about how Macaw's nickname was due. Would he have kept that nickname into adulthood? Did he like the nickname? Where did it come from? Was that going to be a funny story he told at a college orientation? I can't stop thinking about it. So how do we move on from the loss of so many people? How do we try to mend the wound that their passing leaves in the world. We can't. But we can honor them. And we honor them by ensuring that the senseless loss of lives ends. As Rosh Mischer says in his podcast with us, who needs a gun in 15 minutes or less? Quote, Gun violence is something that is completely senseless. It doesn't have to happen. There's lots of ways people die, whether it's through cancer or through other things that are out of their control. But gun violence is something that can change. End quote. So let's conclude with some very cool people. During a September 10th meeting, when senators had just returned from their August recess and were voting on mid-level nominations, the Pearls, a retired couple from San Francisco, suddenly unfurled a white banner emblazoned with STRONG GUN CONTROL NOW in red letters. It had three exclamation points. They shouted, HOW MANY MORE MUST DIE? And DO YOUR JOB. They then got handcuffed with zip ties, put into a police van, and body searched. They spent the next five hours in a Washington, D.C. jail before being released. So why did some retirees come all the way to D.C. just to get arrested? Because, as Mr. Barry Pearl said, quote, something needs to happen to change the mind of these senators, end quote. And it's good some people are speaking out, because the fifth Democratic primary debate was unacceptably devoid of discussion on the gun violence epidemic in our country. Brady had called on media figures such as the debate's host to address the overwhelming public support for comprehensive gun violence prevention solutions, especially following a week of deadly, high-profile mass shootings across the country. When nearly 300 people in America are shot and 100 are killed by gun violence every day, any discussion among individuals with aspirations of leading this nation must, 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 must include a conversation on how they would meaningfully address gun violence. It's not? Well, your silence speaks volumes. Thanks for listening. As always, Brady's life-saving work in Congress, the courts, and communities across the country is made possible thanks to you. For more information on Brady or how to get involved in the fight against gun violence, please review and subscribe to this podcast, get in touch with us at BradyUnited.org, or find us on social at Brady Buzz. Be brave, and remember... Take action, not sides.